everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and this show is about Atana, who is a energy healer, a teacher, a musician, the most incredible person to connect with to really understand what's going on in terms of your energy. And this is what this show is about, energy. This week, we're going to be discussing overwhelm and uh, how we came up with this topic for this week was Atana and I were having a chat and we were talking about what is coming up for a lot of people and he said that a lot of people are overwhelmed. So I hope this show today is really relevant for you, our listeners. Thank you very much for listening in. I'd also like to thank our sponsors. So before we dive in, we also have two guests with us today who are here with us regularly and they are both energy healers in their own right. They're very accomplished. We have Sabre and Carol and we'll be speaking with them a little bit later. But um, I just want to make note that if anybody wants to find out more about Atana's work while they're listening to this, just Google Atana or you can look at his website atanamethod.com and there you will find links to all of his programs, his teachings, everything that Atana offers, which is incredible, and all of uh, the links to his social media channels. So why waste any time? We're going to dive right in. Hello, Atana. Hello, wonderful Anna and wonderful beings and listeners, Carol and Saber, and of course, wonderful Dawn at BBS Radio. Atana, we have had a chat this week a little bit about what seems to be coming up for clients and people that you're speaking to. And this sense of overwhelm is, it's a huge thing. Uh, Right now on the planet, everybody is so distracted with social media, so busy, but also just general life and what's going on in the planet. And we're going to dive into this topic. So tell me a little bit about what you're seeing coming up. A lot of a lot of the people I'm working with right now, and a lot of my clients, they are um, having situations in their lives where they are observing more and more what truly is happening in their lives. That means we are more and more waking up. The more we wake up, the more we think, where have we been all these months, weeks, and years? When dysfunctional patterns have been ruling our daily behavior, our relationships, our um, activities, our actions and reactions, and then when we become conscious and we become aware and we are ultimately our senses are sharpened and our third eye gets more activated and, more, and, and things become more visible, we are, of course, like reassessing the situation of our lives and also how we apply ourselves towards life, and then we, we are deciding uh, we want to make a change, that where we want to change our relationships or we want to change work situations, we want to change even behavior, even eating habits, even, um, even, even like how we apply ourselves to our emotions and how, how we want to appreciate our emotions or how little we did appreciated our intuition in the past and how we can improve and so the more we get awake and aware the more we want to we we seeing how dysfunctional um, old behavior patterns and limiting belief systems and uh, and patterns can be and uh, the more we wake up all in a 
um, almost like in an epiphany or in an uh, enlightenment moment, the more we see how stagnant our lives were or limiting our lives were compared to who we really are. And, of course, that activates and stimulates something inside of us where we say we don't want to be living a limited life anymore. And so we're going to, we're going to uh, wanting to change everything at the same time in the same moment, and that can be very overwhelming. Right. Okay, thank you for sharing that. Um, so part of being overwhelmed leads, and I guess a lot of people start to notice that, by a number of different ways. I guess um, when we're really unconscious, we get sick. So, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. all of these types of illnesses like adrenal, adrenal fatigue, um, terrible anxiety, getting all sorts of physical ailments, that's the end um, of the vibration. Mm-hmm. Is that correct, yeah. Tana? Yes, and it's it's something, of course, after a while, um, it's like eating unhealthy. After a while, in, in the beginning, you don't. It feels great because it feels an it feels an emotional need, and it makes you feel emotionally good. And you know something that's not healthy for you, and you're still eating it. But it gives you like you can eat ice cream every day, morning, lunch, uh, and night, uh, even though it gives you like this beautiful sensation where you feel a little bit nurtured and nourished and. Um, and feel taken care of in that moment, and of course, filling up your system with um, with uh, with uh, different carbohydrates and stuff. So when you when you see how you're feeding your system, what you're feeding it, then of course, what's the outcome can be if that's an emotional dysfunctional energy, if that's even the diet uh, that's that's part of it, or even if it's like dysfunctional, destructive, self-destructive behavior in terms of even addiction that can go there. But ultimately, even if that doesn't go that far, uh, just think about even how um, not feeling good enough creates more moments where less and less um, of your environment appreciates you. That in itself is destructive. Um, and and we are not really in a place where we're even um, working on this. This is so-called self-help, and people look like, oh, my God, yeah, they're doing something very unorthodox, when this is like the most normal and natural thing to life. And we are even discovering this now in mainstream media, where this is now something that's being uh, promoted and recommended even, uh, where in the past people would say, would laugh about it, you know, uh, just think about you. You say you, you're talking about in the 80s or 90s. You would just talk about yoga. You know, people would say, "What? What is that? You know, yogurt? What? What? What do you do?" And 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 think <laughs> it's very true, <laughs> right? And now it's like you have to do transcendental meditation. You have to do Kundalini yoga. You have to do hot yoga. Um, you have to do yoga in order to keep your mind and body flexible. Um, just to even counteract the, the stress, and even with with uh, with sports and working out. Now think about it this way: if you are overwhelmed, that is basically the same as you are overeating. You you are you build your system is like feeling you you can't handle what you just put in your system if you feel overwhelmed your mental body your emotional body your spiritual body your system feels overwhelmed 
So in order to deal with that overwhelmness without getting sick, and to get back to your initial question about um, the anxiety and um, how that can create like uh, responses in our system where we feel higher level of uh, higher levels of anxiety or even stress levels um, uh, going to the roof, um, that's something where we have to deal with that feeling. Uh, first of all. We can do all at the same time, and it can be resolved, and it doesn't have to be overnight because we didn't get into this position, into this place overnight. It's a years and a years and lifetimes progress and process. And so it gives us like an idea that we can, um, that we can with the right focus and right consciousness, change and, um, and manage our uh, different lifestyle or life if we keep staying focused and, and conscious, I should say, and the key is really staying conscious. Mm. I mean, I know that um, I am very familiar with overwhelm and I've had parts of my life that have been, have seemed completely unmanageable. And that, that part of my life seems very different now um you know at one stage i was trying to manage a small business where if anyone's ever managed a small business um a startup it is a 24 hour a day type of gig um where you are the marketing manager and the sales director and the ceo and the it expert and everything in one plus i was a single parent managing a little baby on my own and everything just seemed so overwhelming to me. And I remember this sense of I was constantly in that fight flight response. And I look back now and I think there was so many aspects of my life I was trying to manage. It was such a terrible place for me to be. And I don't experience any of that today, not at all. So I'm sure other people can really, um, understand what that feels like to be so overwhelmed not even know where to begin how do you even make a change how do you even make that change forward because that's just one more thing to add to that list of to-dos so so how do people start to break that cycle of overwhelm that's a that's a very good point where and and that really scares a lot of people saying oh my god i cannot also put that on my list um, when actually that will take care of 30 things on the list, you know. But in the beginning, it looks like an add-on that's like where everybody is already tapped out and they're like, oh, my God, I don't even have time for myself. How can I do this? And the key here is really uh, getting into a place of grace, gracefulness, effortlessness, and support. Because if we would have the right support in our lives, if we if we would delegate better and more clear, um, and not like, and also not like being hoarders, where we every free little hour that we find, like hey, we can fill this up with um, work or with driving there or doing this or doing what I haven't done before. That's really interesting. In that area, we have to be zen-like. Literally, less is more. And yeah, that, I agree. That, <laughs> and that's something it's not easy to uh, to do because every little space we have, we say, oh, great, we can fill it with that, you know. I think a lot of us are addicted to busyness. And uh, I experienced this with a girlfriend recently who's going, you know, she's got a huge job, she's trying to manage kids, 
uh, everything. She, you know, she doesn't feel like she's doing anything right, but she accepts every invitation to every engagement. She takes her kids to every single play date or birthday. And I just said, and I, you know, made a comment, why don't you just scale it all back? And she doesn't feel that she can do that. And I'm very interested in that place where we get stuck, where we are addicted to this busyness and it's almost um, that is is as strong as addiction is almost like alcohol. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's a form where, now that you're saying alcohol, it's very interesting because what it does, think about it, it's even more powerful than alcohol because we are running on adrenaline when that happens because you're running on fumes and so the body kicks in the backup system on top of it. You Now you're turning on the tour, you're driving normal in traffic and all of a sudden the turbo kicks in. Of course you're going to be faster <laughs> and, and going like wherever you need to go like twice as fast and like everybody's like, did you saw that? What, what just happened? You know, oh my God, she's so efficient. And when you get to this place where the turbo kicks in uh, in a desired way and balance, it's perfectly fine. But most people are like six or seven years old and driving like an 18-wheeler. And they just, <laughs> they just don't know that this major apparatus like the uh, adrenaline is, is like the backup system for like fight or or flight this is like when we have to be in a survival mode and there has to be a downtime for the system where we can recharge and a lot of the people just don't even know that because we're being we're not being taught these things in um in regular life we we don't know that we shouldn't run on adrenaline if you if you don't take a break you're the hero at work you know and mm. you have to get you have to get to this place where you realize, hey, it's okay to run in and produce adrenaline and utilize it, but there's also going to be, you have to be the perfect chemist to understand what actually is happening in these sophisticated vehicles or temples that we live in, even the cortisol that it creates, even mm, how much time, yeah, and how much time is that required for me to produce adrenaline? How much um, how how much am I taxing my adrenal glands? What does it have an effect on my kidneys? What does it have an effect on my pancreas? What am I doing to my system and for what? Because often we're doing these things for the ego that we just want to look great or that we're just going to get stuff done. Or often it's even survival. We're putting ourselves into a survival stress situation for no reason. Mm. Well, thank you for that, Atana. We're going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with one of our guests about this fascinating topic, overwhelm. Okay, stay tuned.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. Once again, I'm your host, Anna. We have been discussing overwhelm with the magical and wonderful and inspirational hero. This show is dedicated to Atana, who I just find amazing. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am speaking with everybody here. We have a couple of guests today on the program, and one of those is our dear and wonderful, magical Saber. Hello, Saber. Wow, that was an awesome introduction. Keep it coming, keep it coming. You didn't, you didn't include I'm cool and fun and sassy. Yeah, it's so good to be with you. I love you guys. I look oh, forward we to love this. you too. I look forward to this. Yay. This is a great thing. So, and I hope that everyone's enjoying it. Go ahead, yeah, bud. I hope everyone is. So I was just wanting to back on from what Atana was just saying about overwhelm, I recently have um, been just reflecting on where I am at post-overwhelm. And, I, you know, it's been a few years now that I've felt overwhelmed. Um, but one of those things that I'm kind of lamenting about is I don't produce nearly as much as I used to. Um, I used to get up in the morning and get so many things done. And now I'm just not driven to want to achieve all of that. And I was thinking to myself, gosh, I'm feeling a little bit disappointed or um, about, about just being so relaxed. And I thought that is such a weird thing to think because I feel great. I feel amazing, but I'm not producing like I used to. So I'd love you to, to share or help me a little bit with that conundrum. Well, I'm happy and congratulations on your progress and your, your ability to understand what overwhelmed means and feels like and what not to do to get caught in that trap or get caught up in that energy. Uh, and I can, I can absolutely relate to that. I think a lot of us can relate to that. It's almost like the angels are showing me, it's almost like, you get in a fight with your coworkers, but then you're like, I'm going on a vacation and I'm going to distract myself with a bunch of Mai Tais and dancing in the Caribbean. And then when you come back, <laughs> the problem's still there, right? The coworkers are still there. And it's like what you put off um, will always be there until you learn how to see it in a different way. You learn how to release it or align yourself with it and move forward. And I think we can definitely um, understand what you're feeling a little bit more in terms of it may not be the actual um, behaviors or the things that you're engaging in. It's, it's what's behind those behaviors. Um, and so why are you feeling that you're not doing a good job or you're doing less than because you're learning how to relax? Like what, what, what moment in your life, who taught you that, right? Why is that there? And that would be something that I would look into um, and start to bring in and, and allow myself to, to feel into it because it's not the behavior, it's what, what's behind the behavior, you know? And I mm. think a lot of us hide from that because that's where the pain really is. That's where um, I'm not worthy or a value as a woman, as a businesswoman in this world, unless I am dog-ass tired 
working my buns off. I am not uh, of value and a good mother unless I am so run thin and ragged and giving everything I've got, um, I'm not of value. So these are things that we've learned over time. Uh, slowly but surely, we're releasing them. Unfortunately, as Atana was saying, it's, you know, it's going out um, over the airwaves. Um, and all sorts of outlets are reteaching and even bringing it up a level um, because we're, we're doing it. We're healing. This planet is healing. And you turn on the news and you think, God, this place is awful. But then you actually talk to people and you go out on your own and you say, we're doing really good. We're doing awesome. And let's keep going. And so it's like we don't need to get caught up in that hype as well. And that's where a lot of overwhelm comes as well. Like if you're having a really bad day, why are you going to go home and flip on the news where there's killings and beatings and shootings and all of this negative stuff? You know it's going to be negative. You know that. But instead you choose to bombard your system with all of that negative energy. It's like you want to hurt yourself on purpose, right? And so that's like a whole other thing. It's like why am I wanting to hurt myself on top of feeling like I'm not doing a good job or that I'm unworthy of what I'm doing. Uh, and mm. I tell you, I, I, I've had to do this. I, I really did. I've had to systematically go through my life with a fine tooth comb. And it's people, places, and things, and emotions and actions and behaviors. And I had to go through each and every one of these titles and subjects and find out what is working for me and what's not. And to be honest with myself, if I am engaging these behaviors, am I attributing to these behaviors? Am I making this up, right? Or is something truly happening to me that I need to protect myself from? And more often than mm. not, it's not that I need to protect myself. It's I'm choosing to go out into that behavior and bombard myself, overwhelm myself, mm. and hurt myself. And mm. I'm not having that anymore, you know? And that was one of the best days of my life when I said, I am not going to abuse myself anymore, mentally, mm. physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's a form of abuse. And if you're not going to, mm. as RuPaul, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race says, if you're not going to love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And it's like <laughs> so true. You have to start there, right? I mean, it's like you're the best student. You know yourself in and out. Um, so, Do you know, yes. I just want to say to that, Saber, as well, is that people, um, and I think this is why this work is so important, because I know I've experienced this, and I can see this in other people, where people are so stuck in where they are, though, it, they actually cannot see the options. They cannot see the possibilities. Yeah. And Atana talks a lot about we are oneness consciousness, and so that is um, actually not the truth. Even understanding that concept can take people quite some time because it's, it's one thing to hear it, it's another thing to understand that and then actually see there are other ways. Um, and when you're right. overwhelmed, sometimes you can't, you're so boxed in in this, it's almost like you've got blinkers on, you cannot see anything else. Um, yes. And I'm just wanting to help our listeners today that are stuck in that box or stuck with those blinkers how can they make that one move towards 
freedom? How can they make one move towards changing? How can they make one move towards that oneness consciousness? Well, I firmly believe that, as I said before, you've got to start from within. You've got to get honest about what you're going through. You've got to get honest about the way that you deal with these things. And you've got to reach out for help. And before, you know, in the 80s, you know, Tom was talking about yoga and yogurt, you know, it's like it was hard to find this stuff. And now with the, the World Wide Web, you have access to whatever you need at any moment. I mean, that is like the best gift that the universe and the gods and the goddesses could ever give us, right? It's not like I have to go to an ashram in India and find all of these books and look at these sacred texts. No, I can just sit in my pajamas with my coffee and click, yes, I want to be part of this. Let me be part of this. Let's heal and let's go, right? And so now more than ever, you have no excuse to better yourself. You have no excuse to love yourself. And I think that's why it's so hard because, as you were saying, it's like, here I am. Things are, things are good. You know, things are really good. But why do I keep doing this? Like, why do I still have these patterns going on? And, and you're not the only one going through that, you know? I mean, it's not just me. It's not just you. It's, it's everyone, mostly everyone, that, that are having these feelings that I know I could do more, right? And, and where does that come from? Um, so what do you do? Uh, you start to, to reconnect with yourself and with like-minded individuals, and, you know, a ton of teaching methods are amazing for this, and then there's a whole like-minded community that comes along with it, um, and a oneness, consciousness. And so you, if you're, if you're apprehensive of it, just, just click on that button, you know, just see, just see what it's about. You don't have to immerse yourself wholeheartedly right away, right? You don't have to immerse yourself if you don't want to at any point, right? This is all up to you. And that's the beauty of this. It's not somebody's telling you what to do and you have to do it. And, um, you know, I grew up a Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 12 years. Um, I have a serious, serious guilt problem because I was taught, my brain was taught that if I make a mistake, I am going to a place where there is no redemption, right? I'm going to a place where I'm going to be hurt forever because I made a mistake. And so You're going that's to hell. Part of my process. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, you know, it's funny how my kids, you know, because I don't teach this to them, and, um, you know, they come home with these, with these uh, questions, and what's hell? And I say, oh, Lord, you know what a bad hell day is when your hair is all frizzy? That's what it is, and you're going to a party. You know, like, we just laugh about it. It's like, you don't have to live with that hanging over your head, this guilt um, of making mistakes. And I, I'm a huge believer and uh, practicing what I preach and saying that mistakes are the fertilizer of this amazing ascension expansion process. It is like the steroids. And the more mistakes that you make, if you're open to it, because we could go back into the mentality of I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I can't do this right. Why is this happening to me? Or instead, you know what? I just learned what I don't want to do. I just learned what I can teach others not to do. I also learned a set of skills.
skills that it didn't have before. I also learned that I am strong as hell, which I didn't understand before. So it's like these two mindsets are, are fighting within me still, within my genetic material, because I spent so much time in that atmosphere. Uh, and so, mm. and, and I have to say, Atana's method was uh, really, really pivotal, but also easy for me to target those, to kind of uh, isolate them and pull them out and see them for what they were and release them. Uh, and I know a lot of people, recovering Catholics, uh, and anyone who's ever been abused by priests, uh, there's a lot of us out there. I mean, my family, um, I'm not going to say in detail, but we are suffering from abuse from the Catholic Church. And so this mm. is a huge thing for our family. And so we can't just brush it off. You know, I can't just say, not going to look at that. That's important for me in my journey. Um, and so mm. I'm having to look at that as well and find out what's the next step, right? Um, so my heart goes out to anyone that grew up in a, and, and religion is not bad because religion, it shows you a way to experience God. It's, a, it's someone's view of what they think God means to them. And I finally realized that religion is not bad. Spirituality is not bad. This, this is all just somebody's view of what they think that your journey should look like. And ultimately, you should be taking a little bit of each person's view because there's love at the core of it, right? Somebody said at some point, I want to help you because I've experienced something profound and it's helped me heal my life. And that's why I'm on this radio show with my beautiful radio family because Atana and his teaching methods have helped me receive that and do that. But am I going to spend the rest of my life with this always? No, I'm going to be learning this and learning that. It's part of me now. It's never going away. So I'm not going to hyper-focus on it for the rest of my life either. Um, and I think that's mm. the beauty of it. It's not like you got to go to this church or you got to go to this center and you got to do this every day and you have to do this and you have to do that. It's like, whatever, whatever you feel like it, whatever makes you happy, that's what makes us happy. And we're happy for you. You know what I mean? Um, and I yeah. think that's, that is awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that You're with welcome. us, Barbara. It's a, a very um, personal thing. So I'm hoping that that has really helped some of our listeners. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to another guest, Carol. So stay tuned.
welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and this show is about Atana and his method, the Atana Method. If you would like to find out more about any of Atana's teachings, his healing sessions, his amazing crystal stores, just Google him. You can find links to all of his social media sites, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and his his Instagram um, is pretty amazing. We'll show you all the crystals. Or you can get on and you can look at all any of his, any of his offerings, and there's so many. His uh, chants, his music, his one months. If anybody has never experienced them, um, they're incredible. And Atana did a special one for prosperity about Chinese New Year this week, which was pretty amazing. So that is how you can find him. It's atanamethod.com or just Google his name. Um, we have another guest with us today called Carol, who is with us every week. Hello, Carol. Hello. Thank you for having now, me. Carol, I'm so happy to be here. Such a pleasure. I love talking to you, Carol, always. Carol, I wanted to um, just take something that Atana had spoken a little bit about, which is about finding support. And, and that just really resonated with me. In my own experience of feeling just so overwhelmed, what I found was coming up a lot for me was just this, I had no support and I it brought up feelings of, of abandonment for me um, and it brought up a lot of childhood issues that I had experienced and um, at the time I was parenting a little boy on my own and I wanted to make sure I was the best possible mother and I read Um, quite a lot of childhood literature and one of that was about attachment parenting and what that meant and in that reading I read that all healing starts with loving relationship and that loving connection that safe connection where you can feel loved and unconditionally supported is actually where all healing and all growth happens I just wanted to, to touch on that and explore this with you today because I honestly feel that that connection with Atana and having him work with me so helped me feel supported and I built this loving connection with this person that I've never met face-to-face. Atana and I have a, a phone relationship, um, if you want to call it that, in terms of him being my mentor and guide and healer. Um but I do think that having that um, teacher or healer to work with is often the first step to feeling loved and connected, and that is what begins the journey. Could you speak to a little bit about that, please? I agree with you completely. As we were, as we've been discussing this topic, the the first thing that comes to me is like when somebody is feeling overwhelmed. That's the thing that I think about is like they're not feeling safe and they're not feel they're feeling alone, right? It's like uh, in whatever setting it is, it's like I have to do this all by myself to get it done. Um, I'm not safe if I don't get it done. It's it's like that whole mentality of feeling separated and feeling in lack. We talk about lack consciousness. Um, a lot where it's it's not being connected to that source energy where we remember that we're unlimited. So we feel that 
we're in limitation, that there's not enough of whatever it is that is our focus. And then we try to do things to somewhat have us feel like, okay, if I, if you're, if you're talking about the food, you know, then it's like, if I'm feeling in lack and that I'm limited, well, maybe I'll eat this food and I feel better and, and I'm rewarded. I'm feeling like, uh, that there's an abundance of, you know, something that feels good within me. So it's kind of like a a pseudo abundance. Um, it's a little sliver of abundance that makes us feel like we're we have some sort of connection there. And so when a client comes in and they're feeling overwhelmed, that's one of the things we want to start working on is supporting that person to feel safe, to feel safe on the planet, to feel safe in their body, to feel safe in their environment. And how do you do that? You do that with with feeling connected to God and the universe. So when you can really look in, look into your heart, and get connected to your heart, to your source connection, then you begin to see that sliver of light that you're that there really is some some support there that you are not all alone that you don't have to do everything yourself does that make sense oh absolutely and i you know i really think that is such a, a key thing is is realizing that there is support and so i was talking to Sada before about having the blinkers on and some people feel so terrible about themselves as well, such bad self-esteem, such bad self-worth, so judgmental and critical that, you know, sometimes you have to work on that first before before anything mm-hmm. else can happen. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, the, the, the image that I see sometimes working with people is, and even in what I was just saying there, it, it's kind of like that whole struggle of humanity, you know, like we're clawing our way up to the top of the heap, you know, so that we can get rewarded. It's um, it's it's that worker bee um, kind of enslavement mentality of uh, that all what we were saying with this social media, with societal, cultural training, the, the, the underlying messages are all about worthiness. And um, having people would have them feel that they're not being worthy of of receiving, right? How many people have to work on it's okay to receive? I worked on it for a long, long time, and practically everyone that comes in is is working, trying to learn that it's okay to receive, because because we're taught that there's a worthiness issue there, like. Well, who are you to receive this? You know, why do you get to do that? Mm. How many times have we been told that? Where Mm. even the smallest little things, we would have to have a justification for it. You know, well, uh, you know, that's a cute top. Well, yeah, but I found it on sale and I had money, you know, given to me so I could get it because, um, because of all of those justifications rather than, yeah, uh, it came to me because I'm worthy of it. 
And mm-hmm. so it, it comes back to that feeling that you are worthy of being in this body. Like you, this is your body. You know, you get to, you get to be here and it's okay. God and the universe supports you in being in this body. And that is so cross-currented with so many messages in our society. And it's, it's like Atana teaches us in, in the Atana method, you know, we're pre-approved. We, we did all the work to get here and we for, we don't remember that we're that it's we get to we're worthy of this body. <laughs> we get to be here and we get to claim all our space in our body and it's okay to do that. It's we're not gonna be punished for that. No. And you know, Carol, I realize that what this practice, this method, this Atana method, this is now a way of life for me. This is a a practice that I have embedded and it takes time. You know, the concepts of what we're talking here, I mean, we're just rattling them off like it's, um, oh yeah, we, we've been practicing this for years, like we're rattling it off. <laughs> to actually understand it and then to then start practicing it, it can take time. It's like studying anything. You know, I'm going to become a scholar of the Atana method and I'm going to become, my aim is to become a, a master practitioner of it because I realize the benefits of doing that. And just even that, that part of self-worth, that is, we can hear that, but actually living that, that, that can take some time, can't it? Yes. And look at it like, <laughs> you know, like... um when somebody's in lack consciousness and they don't feel connected and they don't feel um, supported and safe, they're hungry for that. They're hungry for the connection with God, with the universe, with creative source. They're hungry for that support and that love. And so like a hungry person, they you know, we run around like trying to find scraps of food here and there. And that's, and so when we get a little scrap, we feel like we got a little piece of love or a little piece of support or a little piece of connection. And so there's like all this scrambling. And so that's why, like you said at the beginning, people have so much on their plate. And if we were to say, oh, study the Atana method, you know, learn this, that it would feel like they have one more thing. Like, oh, how could I possibly fit one more thing? Because they're in that modality of like, well, that's another scrap that I've got to scramble to try and get. But the thing is, when yeah. you start doing the Atana method, when you start practicing these self-healing techniques, and you start to learn that breath is life force, that um, you're connected to your heart, you're connected to source, then you start walking, you know, instead of running and scrambling, you start walking forward and you, you say, oh, well, isn't this a beautiful, you know, piece of cake right here? I think I'll have some, you know. <laughs> And I'll take my time and I'll drink a cup of tea and eat this beautiful cake. Exactly. And so you know Um, that there's just this flow of nourishment coming your way. You start to become more confident about the flow of nourishment coming your way. Yeah. Thank you, Carol. It's so lovely to speak with you. You're very 
um, yeah, I, I feel I feel like I really understand the teachings from you very, very clearly. So thank you. We're going to go to a quick break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk to the man of the hour, Atana, a little bit more about this topic, Overwhelm. Stay tuned. healing we have been chatting today about the topic of overwhelm it is a subject and experience that many people seem to be really working with at this point in the world so i hope what we've been discussing has been helping you today atana we're going to come back to you uh, if we can about this topic uh, as carol was just talking a little bit about hunger and as she mentioned that, I, I really, I realised something that in that state of overwhelm and in that state of being so, I guess it was almost in that fight or flight, I was mm. always starving. I felt always hungry. And <laughs> now I've stopped that. I actually don't even get hungry anymore. You know, there's some days that I have to remind myself, yeah, it's time to eat now. It's just interesting how the body works. Um, along with all of that and, and how energetically that all works? Well, think about it this way. And many, many times when we, even when we, when we are overwhelmed, even when we're inviting in the feeling of being overwhelmed, um, we are basically having an excuse not to be fully present, Right? It doesn't matter even if it's the, the the main reason why we're overwhelmed is because we want to be more present. But at the same time, when we get into a place of realizing or when we uh, and live in overwhelmedness, um, we basically don't even have the time to eat and to receive, to relax, because we're overwhelmed. So that overwhelm is an energy quality that we're actually experiencing in life that we're occupying ourselves with. If you think about people who channel and think about if we would be channeling. So if we channel, then we channel the energy of overwhelmedness. If we're overwhelmed, we're focusing on overwhelmedness. We are overwhelmed. And that means in, um, in the eyes of the universe or of the divine of God, 
whatever we are holding in our energy field, is that what we want more of? Because that's what we're focusing on. So if we're focusing continuously of being overwhelmed, then the universe thinks we love that. Because why would we occupy ourselves with a feeling that we don't want when we can have an experience of any feeling that we want to feel? So in, in this amazing menu, menu of life, we picked overwhelmed or overwhelmedness. And that overwhelmedness creates a deeper focus and deeper experiences of being overwhelmed. Well, ultimately, yes, nurturing is way, way back on that um, on the list because we are dealing with overwhelmness. That means you're putting fires out continuously. We are mm-hmm. overwhelmed, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does make sense. I, I remember a point where in my life I was so overwhelmed and so stressed out and just unbelievably unhappy and um, I remember thinking right I've got to change and part of that was actually making that conscious decision I'm going to I'm going to break up with being busy that was my whole focus (laughs) and I I, for the listeners some of the things that I did is I turned off all my alarms like I didn't on my phone I didn't get alarms for emails I didn't get alarms for social media I stopped all of that so I could actually start taking some control back in my life um there were certain friends that behaved in ways that weren't healthy and I chose not to to hang out with them anymore and I also broke up with that and I wanted to break up with that fear of missing out so Mm. part of that was saying no to parties and events and so many things so then I could claim back some of that space in my life and that's how I did it. But it is a very conscious thing that, you, and to then make that space to start doing the Atana method. Atana, you told me something really funny when we, um, when I started learning the method. Mm-hmm. You, I said, I don't even know how I'm going to do this Atana. I've got so much on my plate. You know, I'm running a company. I've got all these kids. And you said, Anna, this will revitalize and energize you. You said it is worth it and at the time I couldn't understand that (laughs) but I'm so glad I made the investment because that is true so everybody break up with busy find that time and and study because I can guarantee you it is true so let's let's talk a little bit about what else people can do are there any crystals is there any particular chance is there you know how else can people bring these techniques in I uh I want to go a little bit deeper into, uh, yes, of course, energy work will help you to, uh, first of all, recognize where we are overwhelmed and where we can energetically harmonize ourselves better and get ourselves back into healthy grounding. And just grounding, just earthing will help, where you just walk barefoot in the grass or on concrete or where you connect yourself with Mother Earth, where you hold on to crystals, clear crystals, um, even anything, any crystal that grounds you, like um, garnet, ruby, um, even obsidian or tourmaline, that gets you into a very good, heavy grounding where you're actually getting back to Mother Earth, where you realize, you know what, it doesn't matter how much you pull on that sprout, it's going to grow in its own ways and terms and time. And so crystals that contain lithium, like lithium quartz, are very great 
when you feel too um, too much on overdrive, where you want to do too much at the same time. And uh, when you get to work with lithium quartz, you know, and you know antidepressants have some lithium in it, um, it helps you to calm down and, and get yourself a little bit more relaxed. Anything that supports the heart is great because once we feel ourselves, we will take a deep breath. Often the stress that we're creating by being overwhelmed can be remedied with just a couple of minutes of deep breathing. Any, any anxiety that we feel sometimes, we can balance that. The shallow breathing has to be considered. And I would like you to bring the attention to energy work where you work with all of your chakras. Now, think about also the, uh, what we are asked to do at this point in time and space. When we are overwhelmed, we believe that we are finite systems who are not coming from the infinite. When you know you have an infinite source that you're connected to God, to the universe, to your oneness consciousness, then you can always relate to your source or connect with your source and bring that infinite uh, in form of solutions, know-how, ideas, opportunities into this moment with, where you feel overwhelmed. Because overwhelmed is really the illusion that we are finite, limited systems that are dealing, uh, ultimately we're dealing with limited problems. And these limited problems, um, they are finite problems. They can be remedied with the infinite. Align yourself with the oneness consciousness, knowing that all is one, and then bring that oneness consciousness into your mind, into your heart, into your life in this moment. And when you do this, you are something mysterious, uh, powerfully, magically is happening because all the stress in this moment kind of falls away. It washes off because when you're connected to the infinite and you're dealing with all of your experiences from the infinite, there is infinite solutions that are coming your way, infinite possibilities that are coming your way to take care of the problem and to deal with the problem. If you are able to stay in that consciousness. And we are all asked to expand into this awareness, recognizing that all is one. And the more we recognize that all is one, even in a spiritual sense, um, the more we have the support from the infinite that's guiding us and leading us um, in a way uh, forward that gives us the confidence that we're being fully supported at all times. And so we're growing into the next phase of our lives so we know we can handle it. Mm. I just love listening to you speak. As I, as I listen to that, I, I feel like I'm drifting away into some sort of alternative state of heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, to the listeners out there as well, and, and Carol, I'm sure you will agree with me, hearing Atana talk about this oneness, um, when I first started to listen to him, I was thinking, what is this guy going on about? Like, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> he must be smoking something pretty strong. But <laughs> then I realized um, it was only through doing the work and experiencing things like Atana's one month. You know, that is such a powerful offering that you offer Atana because you can journey with you into that space during those meditations or um, for the listeners, if you go to Atana's crystal stores, he has some pretty amazing meditations 
um, I think you've got new silent meditations, don't you, Atana? Yeah, I'm I'm bringing in now silent meditations too, and I'm working still in that expansion of the crystal meditations um, to, towards um, Berry Hill, a natural crystal store, and also in the 804 Meridian location, and also going to bring in more one-mans. Now, the one-mans are available now on iTunes, where you can get um, on iTunes um, the one-mans that you can just download, and they're um, they're usually $1 a piece now. I made them more accessible, 99 cents. And then uh, people can tune into them. They are usually a half an hour long. And it really helps. They are, they're all powerful meditations, uh, but also guided clearing um, activations at the same time. So they are, they're a little bit of everything. And every, every topic is helping to get um, you know, back into this oneness consciousness. Um, when you know, whenever we are straying off for a moment and we're feeling limited, and that's nice having that little vacation. But um, at the end of the day, we have to align ourselves back to this oneness consciousness, to our mission, to our purpose in life, to be and becoming full conscious and aware. Mm. And I think that that's a really um, expert. You have to experience that to to you know think talking about it, it is sort of a bit out yeah. there for some people, but then when you actually go and experience it, that, that sense of coming home and connection to yourself, and then you realize that that self is the oneness as well. Um, that yeah. is a hugely powerful um, experience, so I encourage everyone to do that. We have run out of time today. Tana, thank you so much, and Carol and Saber, right. thank you so so much. It's just You're been a delight to have you. you. Tana, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let you say goodbye to all our listeners. Yeah. Thank you, wonderful Anna, Saver and Carol and Don DBS Radio and our sponsors and our wonderful listeners. Know that whenever you feel overwhelmed, connect with the infinite. The infinite is your source. Whenever you even if you don't know how the infinite looks or feels and you have never experienced it. Just have the intention. Just have the intention that you say, I now connect with the infinite. I now connect with my infinite source. Um, and even if you say as much as God support me to connect to my infinite so that I can take care of my finite problems here, um, even that prayer, even if you ask Christ, even if you ask Mother Mary, even if you ask any belief system that you're in to support you in this process of becoming um, connected to your infinite. So the infinite is a very, very important place for you to remember so that you get back into your power, that you are stepping into your power of awareness, knowing that you also have infinitely much support. We are grateful to support you uh, with Let's Talk Healing. Please tune in for next week and love, 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 love to all.